Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back uh, to The Moon Underwater, part two of our chat with Kiri Pritchard-McLean. And Kiri is creating a pub uh, inspired by the Marble Arch in Manchester with an open fire. It's got strawberry field cider, soda from the gun, Fortnum and Mason Prosecco and Fentiman's Dandelion and Burdock. So it's got quite a... It's it's upper class so far. The sort of it's got a quite highfalutin selection. Oh, I guess it. Ha- well, I, I feel like my draft choices are quite like yes. naturally scummy. Do you know what you write in the draft section? We've essentially got water, <laughs> gun water, and sort of weedy water and cider, <laughs> and then we then we move up a notch with our Fortnum and Mason and our Fentimans. Mm. Um, but before we continue to uh, furnish. Kiri's Pub. Robin, you left us on um, Tenterhooks of Espionage. Mm, thank with, you. Uh, yeah. The Bond, the Bondathon. Yep. So uh, let's go through the answers. Thank you. So question one in the Bond quiz was who played James Bond in the 1983 film Never Say Never Again? Kiri, what do you think? Is it Timothy Dalton? It's a, it's a lovely guess. John? Sean Connery. It is Sean Connery. Can I just show you something though? I had Sean Connery written down um, number one, Sean Connery. Oh. But I was like, oh no, I just remembered about Timothy Dalton. He would have been the 80s. So yeah, yeah, but you're... He, well, Roger Moore was still Bond. Is, do you know the story of Never Say Never Again? Is yeah, it, they did a sort of um, PDC Bond. What's PDC? Like the, the BDO darts. Oh, yeah, the PDC yeah. PDC split. They did a, they did a, a, a Sky Bond. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically oh. not the normal company that makes it. It didn't have the Bond theme. They basically just paid Sean Connery millions of dollars to... Be a, do another Bond film while Roger Moore was still wow. the official James Bond. Well, I love Bond. this. Double, Double Bond. Bond. Yeah, they both did very well at the box office. Rowan Atkinson's Never Say Never Again. Stop talking. Question two. What was the first Bond film to not use the title of an Ian Fleming novel or short story? Kiri, what do you think? I don't even think this is the name of a Bond. Go on. I'd love to hear a made-up word. Is it Pussy Galore or Octopussy? Octopussy is the name of a Bond film. That is that is an actual short story. Really? Yeah, weirdly. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that can't be on the front cover of anything. Yeah, there's a funny story about that. Like, when they made it, they were like, we can't call it Octopussy. Mm. And basically, 
Prince Philip had been to see it at the premiere or some preview of it. And they were like, well, if Prince Philip's seen it, it's probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, no, it's not Octopussy, John. I I think this is wrong. I've gone for Casino Royale, but the, the first Casino Royale um, that Woody Allen's in. Uh, no, that is the name of a... Is it? Yeah, uh, Unlucky. It's actually Licensed to Kill. Is it really? Yeah, it's oh. not the name of a, of a story. Huh. Um... You could have had A View to a Kill because the short story is actually called From a View to a Kill if yeah. we're splitting hairs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, question three was, stop getting Bond wrong, cries Alan Partridge in the Never Say Alan Again episode of I'm Alan Partridge before reenacting the introductory sequence of which Bond film? Kiri, do you know that mm, one? The Spy Who Loved Me. Kiri's going Spy Who Loved Me, John. Kiri's bang on. You're absolutely right. Oh, God, thank God. Like heavens above me, the spy who loved me. Glanga, langa, langa, langa. Well, it does. So John wins that two to one. Good quiz, Robin. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that Bondathon. But we now return to Kiri Pritchard McLean's fantasy pub. Uh, we're on to spirits now. So are we splitting the difference between your sort of. Um, your man on the street draft <laughs> and your lady of the manor bottles and cans. <laughs> what are your two spirits? Well, I think I'm going to... Well, one spirit is... Yeah, I am doing exactly that. It's going to be one scumbag thing and um, one nice thing. So where uh, where I'm from, there's a, there's a salt that's very famous that comes from where I'm from, Halen Morn. And they make a gin called Gin Moor, and Moor means sea. Oh. Um, and it, so it's got sea salt in it. And the, the fascinating thing is... The salt extracts the botanicals, so it has a much smoother but richer taste, and it is beautiful. It's so nice. How do you spell that? So J I N. Yeah. And then more, so M. I think an O with an apostrophe. Uh, no, a Torbach. Uh, uh, one of those over it. A, yeah. a little hat. A little hat. Yeah, Torbach, which means little roof in Welsh, oh. and then an R on the end. So gin more. It's interesting that so many spirits work with salt because mm. if you think you have like salt on the rim of a margarita yeah you have like martini with olive. martini mm. with an olive you have salt notes in a lot of whiskies mm. oh do you i didn't know mm. that yeah salty whiskies what whiskies are salty ones mm, i don't know well i suppose it would be like your lefroig's that apple area isn't it no it's not the peaty ones i think yeah. it's the Speyside ones which oh. are sort of salty the ones that are by the water yeah anyway i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> and do you have gin more with tonic or just a, yes. a classic use it as a classic gin yeah classic gin i don't like to i've had it before where it's with a sprig of rosemary in it mm. and um some peppercorns and it's really nice wow. that's how it's so i know that i know the family who is it's their company um and and last time i had it i've got a picture of it they had um very thin slice of cucumber in it and some edible flowers, Ooh. which was delicious and delightful. Wow. And it's just a really good gin and tonic. It's so palate cleansing and refreshing. Yeah. And it's just, I think the flavors are really clear, but really delicate. So yeah, I absolutely love some gin more. So it doesn't taste salty. No, just, the salt just brings it out brings out things. all the flavors. Mm. Yeah, you don't get, but the, you definitely sense that there's a different taste to it that isn't a normal mm. gin. But it's not. You wouldn't go, oh, that's that salt. That's what that is. Yeah. What I like is the the bottle. They haven't gone sort of for that fake old sort of like this was from the Victorian times. Yeah. They, it's a modern. 
label yeah mm-hmm. well the um the person is so it's my friend jess um who made it. it was like oh i think we should have a gin and so this is her sort of like passion project but making it sound more sort of like low-key than it is it's very successful and uh, she is it like a designer so her, everything is beautiful you know like because mm. it's yeah and the label is very chic and quite modern and then you look through and there's sort of a um seascape in the back of the box oh, lovely. Really nice, yeah. so that's a uh, pretty fancy Mm-hmm. Um, choice. What's the second spirit? Well, it is a German supermarket vermouth, Ooh. which should come in at. Last time I was regularly buying that, it's coming in at about three quid. Mm. Oh wow! Is, is this both Aldi and Little? Yeah, usually about yeah. So it's sort of um, I can't remember which one is slightly below three quid and one was slightly above. So this is my student days, and I invented a cocktail. Good, um, always like that. <laughs> so it's like a a. a, a um, Martini Bianco. So so it's, yeah, vermouth, white vermouth. And um, so you do about an inch and a half, two inches of that in a glass. And then you top it with Lambrini. It's called Teeny Brini. <laughs> and it gets you absolutely annihilated. Wow. Um, because when you use booze as a mixer. Yeah. Yes. Yes, please. Teeny Brini. And also the whole, that like you can have pre-drinks for, you know, at least half a dozen people comfortably there. And you've spent, what, six quid on mm. a massive bottle of Lambrini and a, and a vermouth? And 20 quid on antihistamines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really like, I love how this this pub is shaping up. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm g- probably going to be sneaking in a few cans of beer. But apart from that, in terms of like, because when I drink, I get to a point where it's time to go on to dessert. Okay. So last last night we were, we had a bit of a session and I finished on um, Pink Hooch. <laughs> Which is delicious. That's pudding, is it? Yeah. So there's this is this is my this is my pub of puddings. Yeah. Um, we head over now to expand our minds uh, in and amongst the leather tomes, the the odd paperback, uh, as we enter the Moon Underwater Pub Library. Oh, that's interesting. Thanks, John. Welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Library. Um, this week, it's a book that I think will be very up your strata, John, because it's 1930s. Yes. You're, uh, it's a book in which nothing happens. Perfect. No plot. <laughs> Good, great. there's no peril. Ah. Oh. But just a vague sense of nostalgia and loss. Oh, man. It ticks is a lot it, of your is boxes. It, is it my autobiography? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's by R.C. Sheriff who's better known for writing Journey's End, and he wrote the screenplay for The Dam Busters as well. And it's called The Fortnight in September. And we're going from Bangor to Bognor. So he was on holiday in Bognor, and he just saw all the people there, and he thought, it's how strange it is. There's this big crowd, and they've all got their individual lives. And so he started writing a story just just for his own pleasure about just imagining a family in Dulwich, kind of lower middle class, just going on holiday. And that's the book. Great. I'm getting this book. <laughs> but it's so, it's something really beautiful about it because it's just a celebration of the everyday. And the dad, Mr. Stevens, he goes to a pub while he's in um, Bogner called the Clarendon Arms. So this is a little description there. He, he decides not, he, he decides he's too tired to go in, but he just wants to go and see it one night. <laughs> so this is it. And um, he, he, he sort of got, he sort of flirts innocently with the barmaid. The lower part of the saloon windows were frosted, 
and the people sitting at the tables would be hidden from view, but the place where Rosie stood was a little raised, and if she were there, he would be able to see her quite easily from the other side of the road. He crossed over a little before he reached the door, lest he should come face to face with one of the old crowd and be drawn inside. He stopped directly opposite, but had to wait a moment until a bus moved off and cleared his view. Everything was as bright and as cheerful as ever. Shadows of customers moved to and fro among the silhouettes of glasses of beer. Yes, there was Rosie. He just caught sight of her between the heads of two men standing at the bar. Rosie in a bright blue blouse with the magnificent bar fittings rising behind her, each ornamental compartment packed with bottles, cigarettes and glasses with little mirrors behind each shelf, and a superb cash register picked out in red and gold, so fine and scintillating that he half expected to see the whole thing slowly start to revolve and grind out music. He watched her for a little while, talking to a man with a bald head, then she moved off down the counter to serve another customer, and she disappeared from his line of vision. He had felt practically certain she would be there, she had become almost part of the Clarendon Arms, and he could not imagine it without her. The sight of her through the window removed the last anxiety of the day, and now all he wanted was bed. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> it's really good, isn't it? And yeah, thanks very much to James who emailed in about that book um, um, because I've been meaning to read it for a while, but he emailed and said it'd be good for the pub library. Yes, and do send your, your mists to john at moonunderpod.com. Uh, fantastic recommendation there. I shall be reading that. Mm. We also, at Kiri, next to the library, have a jukebox here in the Moon Underwater, and we ask every guest to put their favourite pub album on. What do you want to hear in your dream pub? This has been so hard mm. because I was like, "What?" Would, I'm thinking about my time working in a pub. What would I? What album would I never get sick of? But then you're just imposing your musical taste, and I would take it personally if someone was like, "What's this rubbish?" So I was like, "Go for." I know it's really hacky to go for a greatest hits, but go for an an eclectic greatest hits. So I'm struggling in my mind. Well, at first I thought Rumours by Fleetwood Mac because that has so many tones. Mm. It can play in the day. It'll be great at night. Yeah. But I'm actually going to go for, well, it's between two greatest hits. Either The Mamas and Papas. Again, loads tonally going on. Easy to listen to. Some absolute belters on there. Mm. Um, but then I kept thinking, God, when Dream a Little Dream comes in and it's just like me and one person in that pub, it'll feel really sad and really bleak. sort of cleaning up the bar. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go for Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, yes. Good yes, choice. as a greatest hits because they've got so much going on and yeah, just some really, even the things that are quite sad, mm. there's there's sort of a... a, a underneath bubbling joy that's not doesn't suck all the atmosphere out the room it's just a a nice moment to exist in so that's what i'm gonna go for brilliant such a great choice um on when i actually when i was driving through anglesey on my mad trip i was listening to the complete simon garfunkel i think it's called old friends bookends and it's like everything they recorded so i was driving through the main the main um the, the main town, like, s- singing Simon and Garfunkel at the top <laughs> of my lungs. And it was fantastic. It's really good. Was it Llangevne? It's in the middle of the... It's a little market town in the middle of the island. What's this? Just before you go over, like, a sort of Victorian bridge. Oh, Menno Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Is that Anglesey? That's on... Yeah, if you're if you're on the... Yeah, the island side, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Bangor's the other side of it. That is where the Waitrose is. Oh! That Kate and Will's left us. 
It is grim, that, though, isn't it? it? Do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember a few years ago, Scarlett Moffat did a program where they went to Africa and built a house that her and her family lived in and then showed this tribe, like, look, we've got aircon in here and this is a washing machine. And it was, it was, uh, I sort of see what they were trying to do as a thought experiment, but it wasn't received brilliantly. Mm. And then they sort of, I think the defense was like, well, we left them a well behind. And that's what I feel about Kate and Wills with the waitress <laughs> on Uncle C. <laughs> Great. I think that's a perfect pub choice I'm going to go for because you've got upbeat, you've got mournful, mm. you've got romantic, you've got catchy, you've yeah. got everything. We have your final... Um, choice now well your final sort of item choice and it's your wild card choice so just to remind listeners so far you've got strawberry field cider soda from the gun fortnum and mason prosecco uh fentiman's dandelion and burdock gin more is that how you'd mm, say it yeah. and uh german supermarket vermouth of <laughs> either um either category uh we've got simon garfunkel on the jukebox so what's your wild card choice it's not a drink. It's okay. It's an item. Mm-hmm. I would love a karaoke machine. Mm. Now, I know that that is a real room divider and lots of people don't go to pubs for that. But my partner and I are both of the belief that karaoke is one of the purest expressions of, of self that we have. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it really brings out something special in a room yeah. and people. I, I, used to, I used to work in, a, in some of the... This is the more bleak pub that I worked in. I worked in a bar on a caravan site. And every Friday night we would have um, a, a karaoke. And they would all have their songs. They would all sing them in the same order. Mm. And we would always close on the sort of... The, the, sort of like the head the, the elder statesman of the caravan park singing my way his early doors his wife would sing these boots are made for walking <laughs> and there was a, a scarce man with only one tooth at the front of his head and he would with his eyes closed and great reverence from the crowd around him sing uh robbie Wing- williams angels with his oh, eyes closed that's a hard one on the karaoke isn't yeah it? It, but it was quite sad but very beautiful and yeah. people really try and they really bear their souls and yeah. i think a song choice tells you a lot about someone and i think actually you know as long as the volume isn't wild you can kind of get on with what you're doing and dip in and out of it yeah and i just think it, yeah it can be a really fun you know because you have crowd pleasers and then you get someone can take it right down and sing a song that just means a lot to them i love watching people do karaoke i honestly think it's very pure yeah what's your what's your song choice Oh, well, I've just changed it. Oh. It takes me about five months to come up with a new karaoke song. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I've, I've been, uh, we have a karaoke, we have karaoke at our house. We've got, a, my partner is addicted to online auctions. He bought a full projector screen that's about <laughs> 20 foot wide so we can do do the biz properly. But haven't you sort of got a bar in your house? Yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got, I guess other people call it a dining room. It does have a big sort of, but big wooden table. It's got sort of like, deep red velvet curtains it's got red thick carpets it's got exposed beams i've put some sort of like weird gargoyles up in the beams and that's where we keep all our booze and it's um yeah it's known as the bar and grill um (laughs) because my partner likes to do a bit where he's like hey everybody welcome to the bar and grill ladies drink free on wednesdays he likes to do a bit but we do like entertaining but that is um he always says he feels like we're 
plotting a revolution in there because it's a it's um my house is a farmhouse and it's the old dairy and it's tiny and it sort of feels like it's closed in around you but it's always cozy and yeah there's just booze everywhere and, mm. I, and in that room that's where we keep it all sounds like the best pub in angles <laughs> it, it genuinely is because there isn't a pub we've just had to build one basically do you ever just go outside so you can have a walk to the pub, like walk around the block a bit. To, to yeah, yeah, something. I'll just yeah. do a circuit of the yeah. garden and then go, should we, should we go to the pub? Yeah. I'll have one on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> I, karaoke, I, I agree with you. It's so much fun. I think one of the funniest things I've ever seen was in Helsinki, seeing a Finnish man sing um, What's New Pussycat. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. He couldn't quite do the high notes, so he's just kind of rising up in a cres- crescendo, the kind of... Like that kind of thing. And there's a bit where he's talking about the pussycat lips. <laughs> it was great. I've got a recording of it. It was really wonderful. My thing with karaoke is that the sort of... I always find that the the setup is not always conducive to... It's like I want complete silence from the audience. <laughs> and I want a really... I want... I want the perfect, like it would be, like it would be at a concert. Mm. But there's often people are like shouting or singing along, or you can't quite hear the backing, or mm. you're too low in the mix or too high in the mix. It's like it's not. I, I think I want it to be in like a recording studio. Yeah, it sounds right. like it. Yeah, because sometimes you like if everyone's singing along to say like angels, it's just everyone screeching. You can't make out how good mm. the person is at karaoke. I want it to be a better test. <laughs> I had this problem in St Ives the other week when I was down there doing karaoke when I tried to do um, Rollin' by Limp Biscuit. Mm. Yeah, and I just the backing wasn't loud enough. Mm. Um, and obviously, it's a rap. It's not a complex rap. But if you can't hear the beat, yeah. so I just kept saying, I, I can't hear the on beat. Mm. <laughs> it's like you want, I think what I need is the original masters. You know, on, um, you know, on sort of you like. You need to do it in Abbey Road <laughs> Studios. Well, well, yeah. So, you know, when they do like um, the classic album series where they're talking about the making of Graceland. Mm. Yeah. And there'll be the guy on the desk who goes, and then we brought in the. Uh, and then we brought bring in the bass here, and then <laughs> I want that level. Yeah. And then I want to record it, and then I want to mix it. That's you're talking I don't about want re- you in my pub. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about embarking on a recording career, <laughs> not yeah. doing karaoke. No, but I think it's more, I think it's the quality of the that sort of weird fake backing. Right. Yes. Well. Um. You can get pretty good ones, I think. I would say I want an unmanned karaoke machine. I don't want one of those middle-aged men who puts themselves on every other mm. song. I absolutely hate yeah. them. Get off, make room for other people. And I think what you're saying, I, I get what you mean about the quality and people singing along, but go for deep cuts. That I find that they don't. Mm. I um, One of my karaoke songs, it's not particularly a deep cut, but it's not one that people join in with, is... Um, Jackson, so Johnny and, and G, uh, June Carter Cash singing. Ah. And um, I can do either part, guys. Um, mm. And I'll do it with a friend of mine. And that's a really fun one that I can uh, yeah. smash, but no one really knows it well enough to join in with. Duets are good. Duets are great. Yeah, yeah Don't Go Breaking My Heart is a great one. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Really Ladies good. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. Then you yeah. bring in your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not an Anglesey, not a very diverse place, but... Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I really love picking something that's left. So the other day, just last week, I sung Nine to Five, mm. 
the screen broke, so I was doing it all from the oh, old wow. login. Yeah, don't mind if I do. And that's one that I'm like, oh, this is fun. Let everyone all join in with this. So that's a good one. So you you pick certain songs for they can all join in, and then sometimes you are just singing Angels with Your Eyes Closed. <laughs> I always like something that you can sing with a bit of a growl, because late in the night you might want to hide sort mm. of the floor in your voice. So I usually go for um, Have You Ever Seen The Rain by Credence. Yeah. Okay. Or Proud Mary. Oh, Proud Mary's a great one. Mm. Or like, um, even though he's actually a very hard singer to hit his notes, like Guns and Roses are quite good, because you can again... Yeah. Yeah, I like um, I like doing Smiths because it's not that high. It's an impression. Bowie's another do, good one. Yeah, yes. ashes kind of, to ashes is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Great. <laughs> well, uh, folks, we now leave regular listeners. Well, I say regular, no, irregular listeners. What do we call the people who don't subscribe on Patreon? Scum. I don't want to be mean, but I also do want to sort of encourage them to subscribe. Johnny, come fly be nights. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what we So now we leave the Johnny-come-flyby nights uh, to head into our Patreon-only choice, which is Kiri Pritchard-McLean's Dream Pub Companion. If you want access to this, if you want access to live tickets, if you want access to our bonus monthly podcast, Behind the Cellar Door, when Robin and I go within the pub, within the pub of the mind of the pub, would you say? That's fair. (laughs) Beneath the pub. We go behind the mirror of sorrow. Mm-hmm and uh, talk about all things pub um then head to moonunderpod.com and uh, click on the patreon link um but for the you johnny can fly be nightlies uh, we'll see you back very shortly here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, we return to you now, the Johnny Come Fly Be Nightlies. Um, and what a choice uh, for Kiri's dream pub companion. We talked about star quality. Um, if you want to access it, head to moonunderpod.com. You're barred. Right now, 
we talk something we haven't touched on yet because we're going to ask you to bar something from your pub. So you've worked in pubs, mm. you performed in pubs. Um, the pub experience, I'm guessing, hasn't always been a pleasant one. I mean, in the, I was thinking when Robin was reading the pub library about the the guy sort of the way he imagines the the barmaid mm. and sort of is innocently flirting with her. If you're the thirtieth person to innocently flirt with a barmaid, that's not a pleasant place for a member of staff to be. <laughs> oh, great! Another man innocently yeah, flirting. Yeah, yeah. What's what's been some of the sort of things in pubs you have uh, that have spoiled your experience? I um well, do you know what? When I worked in the caravan uh, park pub, I remember there was a guy who came in as behind the bar, and it was just me and him basically for the whole night. And he was quite young, and I, God, he was that. I remember that being being genuinely frightened he was not much older than me but he was like really aggressively trying to get me to take his number and I was like oh my phone won't let me save numbers and he's like I can see your phone there I can see and he was like what you think you think I'm having sex with you he's like but you're ugly you know doing that really weird thing of like he was just a very aggressive not very bright man where I was like I'm terrified so I would say bar that man but I actually think well you're I, sort of being forced to go on a blind date yes and it's an so intense person for three hours yeah and it and that him you know nursing a three pound pint mm. for hours and hours is like actually also buying access to you and you can't ignore them and get on with something else yeah. and, the, and you can't you know you run the risk of saying right get out of yeah. then aggravating exactly this as well. so you just yeah. have to be like i hope he doesn't kill me on the way home mm. <laughs> so yeah i uh, i really i really struggle with stuff like that but stuff that normally annoys people like kids in pubs i'm fairly like I just trust that I've designed a nice enough pub that people wouldn't bring horrible children. Quite like dogs in pubs. I, I quite like that as a vibe. Quite like cats in pubs. I know these are all sort of um, controversial things. Uh, what I would get rid of is groups over the size of, I'd say, six. Mm. Oh, nice. So a bit like... Certain in- comedy clubs. Y- yeah, but also like a pub quiz. Oh, yeah. So like every night... <laughs> the maximum group size of six. And you can, it's nice if it organically melds. I'm absolutely fine with that. But just, you know, when a big group comes yeah. in and yeah. holds court and no one can get to the bar, they're being obnoxious, they're, they're never aware of where they've pulled up their stools to so you can't get past them to get to the toilet. And they're just, they're having a lovely time and that's what I want, but I, I don't want them to have it at the expense of everybody else. And You must have loved the lockdown then, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really did, yeah. And it's not that I don't like people and yeah. it's not that I don't like groups of people. Like my partner and I have people over all the time. We love entertaining, we love having big groups of people but in a pub I just don't want anyone energy to dominate also they'd absolutely hog the karaoke machine yeah, yeah. they would and yeah. also it's just like ordering around for 10 people yeah it just takes so long and also I think I've got a big thing of I um, I'm so aware of the kind of people who go we'll go in rounds which I'm all for and there's someone sat there going, I can only afford two drinks. And yeah. that's what I came out with tonight. And just making the assumption of, of mm. other people's disposable income. And I've been that person who was like, I can have, I can have soup for a main and that's it. And then you find out that they've gave you tap, you know, they didn't give you tap water. Now you're like, but that's all the money. You know, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. that person who's got that fear. So I, I think, yeah, avoiding any of that is, is great. And also just like, you know, when you split your snacks between you on the, like you can't, that's unmanageable with a large group. Mm-hmm. Whereas with yeah. six, we're all getting a bit of something from the, you know, the bag of pork scratchings or whatever. 
Hurry up, please. It's time. Fantastic. So no groups over six in Kiri's Fantasy Pub. Uh, we're about to give it its name, and then we will send you on your merry way with it to to use in your hour of need, which sounds like whenever you're in Anglesey. <laughs> uh, but in Kiri's Pub, we've got Strawberry Field Cider, Soda from the Gun with a quality lime cordial, <laughs> Fortnum & Mason Prosecco, Fentiman's Dandelion and Burdock in bottles. We've got Gin More and German Supermarket Vermouth Spirits, Simon and Garfunkel play on the jukebox, and there's a karaoke machine available. Her dream pub companion will remain in the knowledge of those who subscribe on Patreon. And there's no groups over six, but what are we going to call it, Kiri? Well, I'd like to go for a Welsh name. Because oh, lovely. That you don't actually often get um, Welsh names on pubs. And even the, the Welsh pub in Bangor, a glob, is pretty much spelt exactly. It's G-L-O-B, and there's a... Torbach over the O, so you could work out what it is. Now, I this is inspired by this brilliant comedian up here called Tidir Owen, and he's from where I'm from, and he's got a little cafe called Clostial Meal, which means donkey's ears, and it's about a little, it's a story, like a proverb almost, in Welsh about a guy who comes up to a pub with a donkey and goes to the kids outside, don't, whatever you do, put chippings in the donkey's ears. Chippings. You don't put chippings, you know, like bits of gravel. I, I love Welsh folk tales and sayings. They're, <laughs> they're just slightly, slightly off kilter. Yeah, this is odd, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, don't put chippings in the donkey's ears, okay? And they're like, we won't. He's like, don't. I, I'll know if you put chippings in the donkey's ears. So he goes into the pub, and then obviously the first thing the kids do now is put chippings in the donkey's ears. <laughs> so basically, it was called Classy Amil, this cafe, because he and his wife saw this cafe had come up for rent in in Menai Bridge. And they said, oh, God, that, that would make a lovely cafe, wouldn't it? Um, some, someone will have a lovely time doing that and probably make a load of money. And he said, as soon as you say that, it then happens. So mm. they would never put don- a chippings in the donkey's ears if he hadn't said it. So as soon as he goes, God, someone's going to have a lovely time. That was it. That was all, The cafe was always going to be theirs. So I, th- I love, I love a folklore thing. Now, in Wales, um, there's a phrase... Uh, it's cadw drenog and de bocket, which um, is, a, is a phrase for you. Instead of saying, oh, you're tight fisted, um, it translates as you, you, gotta, you keep hedgehogs in your pockets, <laughs> which is so <laughs> nice. Great. So I would call it a drenog bocket, which is the, the pocket hedgehog. Oh, oh that's could great. you spell that for um, me? So yeah, D R A E n o g yeah and then i think it's got a mutation probably not actually so it would be p o c e d so drainog a, a y at the front sorry uh which means the yeah and then drainog pocket so the pocket hedgehog because that would be a lovely bit of artwork yeah and also it's to show that the the pub's affordable right yeah so oh, that even nice. if you've got po- hedgehogs in your pockets you can come and have a nice time a drainog pocket yeah Lovely. What a superb name for the <laughs> pub. And what a lovely little story. And you're right, it could fit into so much of the like artwork and vibe of the place. Yeah. Um, and you could have, you know, your hedgehog offer of the week and stuff. And, and also, I think once people knew the story of it, it's the kind of thing you would read on the wall of the pub or on the back of the toilet doors. Mm. People would make an effort to try and learn those words. And I think mm. Drainog is quite easy to say. I think Pockhead, because it just sounds quite a lot like Pocket. Yeah. So then you get people hopefully moving away knowing two Welsh words. What's the Welsh saying about she put her violin in the roof? Oh, to put a fiddle on the roof, to yeah. To put a fiddle on the roof. Yeah, and that doesn't, doesn't that mean to sort of learn... God, I was looking. I was looking at this this morning as well. Um, does it mean to sort of like 
put your problems or, or to put it on the back. Oh, what is it? Oh, to throw in the towel. That's it. Yeah, to give up. I'm going to put the fiddle on the roof. Yeah. So I, I, I assume that she kept trying to play fiddle and it wasn't working. Like, I'm just going to put it on the roof now, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And there's one he ran with his breath in his hand. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that one. The breath in hand would be a good one. What does that mean? I think she means he ran very fast. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. There's some lovely, really poetic phrases, but I, I love that one because it's so visual as well. Yeah, there's one. It, it's raining something and walking sticks. Old women and walking sticks. Yes. Yeah, walking yeah. Sticks, yeah. Which I love as well. I like uh, that Irish saying of when it's really sunny, it's so sunny it's splitting the stones. Ooh, oh, have you heard that? That's no. nice. It's very nice. Mm. Well, what a wonderful name for a wonderful pub and a wonderful guest you've been. Thank you so much, Kiri, uh, for joining us. Do go and see Kiri on tour with Home Truths. Do check out Kiri's podcasts, All Killer No Filler with Rachel Fairburn and Who Are You Wearing, a fashion podcast. Um, I'm wearing uh, a T-shirt where the uh, currently where the, the underarms have failed. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to uh, get a replacement one because like, this is fresh on this morning and it already smells. Um, so if anyone's got any tips for that, do let us know. Kiri is wearing a very fetching bum bag that says Gunt on oh, it. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is, yes. This is my merch for my show because I have a joke in it about how the only thing I could ever think to have, because uh, I talk about having a gun, having a, a Prosecco paunch is what I call it. And I was like, the only thing I could think to have as merch would be a bum bag that says gun. <laughs> and so many people were like trying to buy them afterwards. I've had to get them made. Oh, fantastic. White wine vinegar eats eats sweat. Does it? Yeah, eats the sort of like... Urea. Is this a Welsh saying? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it means there's a storm coming. I've tried so many things that it's the ingrained deodorant problem. Mm. Oh, where it's gone hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think white wine vinegar will get rid of some okay. of that. It eats that stuff, yeah. Well, maybe that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, the Moon Indeed. Under Armpit. <laughs> uh, superb. Well, uh, Kiri, as we send you on your way with Adrenog Pocket, what song from Simon and Garfunkel's Greatest Hits would you like to play you out? Oh, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, uh, what's it called? I can't think of the... Um, America, boxer. Yeah, the, the thing about the... Keep, keep the customers satisfied. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's the one about... Where I go... That is keep the customers. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's on greatest hits though. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Great keep, one. Keep the customer satisfied uh, from Simon Garfunkel's greatest I didn't even hits. realise that's bang on brand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't need to, need to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> and does that please? We say farewell to Kiri Pritchard McLean. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 